Welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. My name is Rob, and with me is my co-host, Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. So last week, we were looking at the Port Adelaide Power. They're quite an old footy club, right, Rob? 1870? Mm. They are. Port is, yep. Yeah. And so this week we're looking at Richmond. And so from the, obviously it's one quick look at the logo. It says 1885 on that. Is that right? So that is the Tigers incorporation date. There, well, the, I mean, the, yeah, the, there was another so, Richmond club um, yeah. eight, that played 1871 to 1876, but uh, they, well, went out of business, disbanded, whatever you call it. And then – the VFA were looking to expand at the end of 1884. And so Richmond had actually just become a city in 1883, I think it was. And so it was just the perfect time. You know, the city of Richmond, well, now we're going to have our own footy club. Uh, I, realistically, I think the VFA wanted to get university into their competition. And so right. then they wanted another club to join as well because that would have been an even number of teams. And so, yeah, approaches were made to the right people and uh, a Richmond club was formed in early 1885 and, uh, yeah, moved and, well, became the, the force that they are today. The yellow eventually. and black. Yes, yes. That wasn't, well, the original Richmond wore light blue. They had light blue jumpers, light blue, light blue pants, and white socks. So right. a very Manchester City sort of look about them. But uh, yeah, <laughs> certainly not yellow and black, uh, which from what I can gather was chosen by the committee as being distinctive colours, like no one else was wearing yellow at the time. And yeah. they, well, they originally started with black and yellow sash on a blue jumper. And I would think that's probably because that's just all they could get, um, you know, as yeah. a new footy club. And then, um, well, started wearing black and yellow stripes from 1887. Right. Okay. So the first Richmond was 1870. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Okay. So is that? No. And that's, so why are we not considering Richmond to be established in 1870? Because uh, is it? Oh, I was just kind no, of bringing no, up this no. last podcast. We had the Port Adelaide discussion of you know as they're entering, but it's still the same name and all oh, that. No, I well, just that, want to that's, know. Yeah. No, that's the same club. Sure that now that's the same club from the South Australian League that then joined the AFL. This club went out of business, disbanded at the end of 1876, and then a completely different club was formed nine years later. So right. with different people, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's the same, representing the same city, suburb but of Melbourne, but just a completely different group of people. I mean, yeah. you could argue closer to what happened with North Melbourne where, you know, they disbanded in 1921. And so there was a merger between North Melbourne and Essendon VFA team and then they had to have, like, to get back into the VFA, even though they were called North Melbourne, they had to have new jumpers, new committee. Um, well, they had new players because half their players went to Essendon VFL mm -hmm. team and then ended up winning the 23-24 premierships. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, so that was that. But so it's, it's just a very different club, you know, completely different people involved. And as I say, a nine-year gap um, between the yeah. two. So, yeah, so they started wearing black and yellow 
stripes uh, at some point in the 1880, well, from about 1889, but certainly through the 1890s, they would have like this reinforcing, a bit like what Fitzroy's yoke, um, Mel- well, Melbourne less so, Collingwood actually had a yoke. It just was a bit of leather that was dyed and then it went over the top of the shoulders and just kept the whole thing together. And mm. so that was dyed yellow and then it went with the stripes. And so that was their sort of 18, early 1890s look where it was yellow and black stripes, but then it had this yellow yoke across the top. We'll probably get to the heritage jumpers that were worn in heritage rounds, but uh, a photograph of that jumper is what caused the error in the uh, heritage jumper in later years. We'll get to that. There you go. You'll have to listen to the whole thing to listen to get to, oh, what happened there? (laughs) What is she talking about? (laughs) So, yeah, so they, they actually wore black and yellow hoops for... Oh, a number of years, 12, 13 years. Uh, around 1895 to 1907, they wore black and yellow hoops. And it was only the finals of the VFA in 1907 that um, that they wore, they went back to black and yellow stripes again. Why? Is there, do we know if there's a reason? New jumpers. Um, Just the well, jumpers change and I, what they've I had think access there was to? A, I think there was a, uh, what would you call it, a suggestion that if you did well in the 1907 VFA finals, you might be a chance to be a VFL team in 1908. And so so amongst other things, you know, well, if you can't be a football team, you've got to look like one, as my old school principal, John Burke, used to say. Uh, So... (laughs) You know, if uh, if you can't, yeah, if you can't be a footballer, look like one. And not saying <laughs> Richmond weren't footballers because they, um, you know, they, they were obviously in the VFA finals in 1907. Uh, don't think they won it though. I think Williamstown might have won it, but uh, yeah, but they they made the finals and yeah, got new jumpers for the occasion, and they're the jumpers that they wore into the 1908 season uh, when they did join the VFL the next year. So yeah, they were also a heritage jumper that they uh, they put together a bit later on. Yeah, right. And then so just looking down the line, so then is it about nineteen tens? They had a bit of another change up to their jumper format. Uh yeah, they did. So well, yeah, they just decided to darken their jumpers. So they went with a black jumper, a thin yellow band, and then yellow collar and cuffs. And so yeah, it was a lot darker. You know whether that's more aggressive or masculine or whatever, I'm not quite sure, but maybe it's just easier to clean. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, so they ended up with the black jumpers with the yellow band. Then a couple of years later, they just widened that band, made it you know, just a little bit more um, visible. And 1914, uh, they started wearing a sash. Sash. And, uh, yeah, black with a yellow sash. Imagine that, Richmond. And although originally, they actually, the original, uh, they, they originally wore them on the other shoulder. Uh, so, like, they wear them today, look, you know, like Essendon, and they wear them on the left shoulder to the right hip. Uh, they had them on the other side. Is Again, is there any reason that they would, for one, put it on that shoulder and 
to change? Not that I know of. Um, <laughs> well, I, well, the traditional method of wearing a sash, and generally they're worn in military uniforms. Uh, I guess you also see it like when royals get married and they've served in the military. Uh, you know, Prince mm-hmm. William had a red jumper with a white sash, I think it was. Uh, yeah, so it's traditionally worn on the, the side that they wear them on now. Uh, why they would have gone with the other sash, uh, other shoulder, I'm not, I have no um, information on that yeah. other than maybe it was just to look different. I know that Bo Morris wear that in the VAFA. They wear a blue jumper with a gold sash and it goes the other way. Oh, but, really? Right. Yeah, the only club I know of that that are, uh, yeah, that wear them in the, in, on the other shoulders. And then from 1919, they put the sash on the shoulder that they wear them today, and they basically haven't changed a great deal since. So that's that, isn't it? That's, Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess the only wow. other one you'd say, in um, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, there was a lot of mostly complaints from TV people saying, yeah, you can't tell the numbers on the back of the Richmond jumpers. Yeah, you know, they're white on a yellow back. You know, you can't see them. So Glen Elg in the South Australian League wore black jumpers, yellow sash, but the sash wasn't on the back of the jumper, and they had uh, yellow numbers. Or in their case, I think they're technically gold, but that's all right. So anyway, <laughs> from '95 to 2004, Richmond had yellow numbers on the back of their jumpers on a with no sash. And then 2005, they returned to, uh, yeah, the yellow sash on the back, and then they've just got a black outline around their white numbers. Can you still technically call it a sash if it's got no back? No. It, realistically, it's a diagonal line. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – uh, you can call it whatever you like. <laughs> uh, whether it that technically is, is is a different issue. Uh yeah, realistically, a sash is one continual piece of um, continual piece of material that goes around your body. So realistically, no, it isn't. But uh, yeah, they still called it that. <laughs> and then they brought the white numbers back after that. Is that right? Yeah, white numbers, but they put a black outline around them. Yeah. And so that's what they then yeah they still wear yeah, that today. Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. So that's that is pretty much the home jumpers, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah. From well, yeah, it's, it's, think, it might be a short I, podcast from nineteen nineteen <laughs> to today. They've they haven't changed anything. Um, what about in the little things like in the sash? I feel like in the twenty ten to eleven or something, there's a bit of a change in the sash. Well, yeah. I mean, well, that's Again, based on the, the manufacturers. Yeah. yeah look, it, right. it is nitpicky, but that's you know we love that sort of stuff. Um. Realistically, from you know the company that was making their jumpers in 2009, 2010, they just put a diagonal line from one shoulder to one hip. It wasn't curved in any way. It was just a diagonal line. And so, I mean, even after that, 2011 to 2016, their manufacturers, realistically, their jumpers were sort of GWS charcoal and lemon you know, like they were this faded nonsense to the point that when they moved to Puma in 2017, it was made very clear to Puma that, well, you get the contract if you 
you know, they're going to provide a black jumper with a yellow sash. And that was, mm. and yeah, and that's what they've been wearing since. So, yeah, they, they, they had some periods where their apparel sponsor perhaps didn't do as well by their supporters as some of the others might have. Let's put it that way. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. And on that, that note, let's have a look at the <laughs> What about the away class jumpers then, shall we? Yeah. It's so, well, they started off. <laughs> they started off almost, almost saying, "No, we're not doing this." Yeah. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> they put yellow sides on the jumpers. And I went, see, yeah. look, it's got yellow on it. It's got more yellow. Yeah. It's our clash jumper. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, you know, and, and they did that for what four years. Uh, it was just the home jumper, but that had yellow sides. I guess the colour and collar and cuffs were yellow, but yeah, apart from that, it was not all that um, different. And uh, well, they had a white number panel for a few years, and then they just gave that up, and they just went to you know basically the home jumper with. Yellow sides for three years. Yeah. Um, 2014, they actually made the bottom of the jumpers or like the the sides, they sort of flared at the bottom. So, and then uh, like a panel across the shoulders as well. So it was more yellow, but Just yeah, it was still encroaching. Encroaching. Yeah, that was something like that. <laughs> And then 2015 was when they had their, the well, the it was me, more a mustard sort of colour. It was a yellow jumper with a black sash. No, well, diagonal line because it didn't continue on the back of the jumper. That's right. And then Thank you. That was, well, from my memory, really, uh, that was reasonably unpopular with Richmond supporters. They weren't all that happy. However. The next year, 2017, they were made to wear it in a grand final, which they then destroyed the Crows, and all of a sudden that jumper became very, very popular. <laughs> so it turns out winning a premiership in a jumper makes it very popular with supporters. Ah, right. Imagine that. Yeah, well, there you go, eh? Yeah. So and it had been, a, it'd been uh, a few years between drinks for the Tigers. They, like, well, when I was growing up, they were one of four teams that won every premiership in a in a era, like from nineteen sixty seven to nineteen eighty three. For all of those years, that was Richmond, Carlton, Hawthorne, or North Melbourne. They were the only four clubs that won premierships in all of those years. And wow. again, the Tigers were really strong in certainly in the late sixties, early seventies. They were enormous. Then at one point they got into this bidding war with Collingwood and they, you know, Collingwood tried to, well, they Collingwood did take a few Richmond players. Then Richmond tried to take a few Collingwood players. Collingwood took a few more Richmond players. Richmond took a few more Collingwood players. None of them, well, not none of them worked out. Some of them were pretty good players. But um, it, it seemed to take a lot of their money and a lot of their – uh, time and resources and interest, and they just seemed to lost to lose their way. And then, for many years, they were in the wilderness. But uh, I think it's fair to say they've come back. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah. I guess yeah. Just missed out this year, though, unfortunately for them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Give someone else a turn. Same as me. <laughs> 
So talking about that then, what about the heritage jumpers? Well, yeah, we touched on the heritage. So this is where we'll we'll talk about that 2004 debacle. Uh, yes. 2003, they they wore the uh, the jumpers that they'd worn in their first VFL games, which is the thick black and yellow stripes. They look pretty good. Um, yeah, I, good. Yeah, I don't mind them at all. The next year, what they did was, they well, in their quest to find something unique and different and wasn't just your average Richmond jumper, they decided um, what we're going to do is we're going to take an old photograph of the players I was mentioning. They had black and yellow stripes, but then they had this yellow uh, yoke over the top that was like a reinforcing that held the whole jumper together. And... Mm. Somehow they decided to completely ignore the stripes, or maybe you could say they weren't as clear as you know on the photograph <laughs> as perhaps perhaps the rest of it was. So they came up with this yoke, this yellowed yoke, yellow reinforcing down the middle design, um, which I think gets called the funnel uh, in various circles, which <laughs> was never a Richmond jumper at all. Um, you know that jumper would have had stripes on it, but. No, that was the Heritage Round Jumper, and they played in that, and, um, yeah, just yeah, well, defeats the purpose of, you know, having a Heritage Round if you're just going to wear any old stuff that, you know, didn't actually get used. So Yeah, that's it's crazy to think that, isn't it? There's just not enough, you know, not enough time given to doing a little bit of research to see what your club was actually wearing back in history for the historic round. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, so yeah, not good they enough. fixed that. Yeah, so they fixed that the next couple of years. What they did was they just printed pretend laces on their regular <laughs> home jumper, and then that represented the well, if realistically the nineteen eighty, but the, you know the seventies and eighties era when you know when we mentioned that they were pretty good. Um, mm. you know, that's when a lot of those players were wearing the lace-up jumpers. Now, you can't wear a lace-up jumper these days anyway. They're, they were banned by the AFL in the late 80s because people were getting their fingers injured, like tackling players. Even the late 80s feels far too late. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they were a thing. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. they were. And... Different players, some players really liked them. Um, I know uh, Peter Knights tried them and hated them because he <laughs> felt that he couldn't run around, he couldn't breathe as easily. But mm. some players liked the fact that you could tight, tighten them up and you just couldn't get tackled. And yeah, so you, know, you had to wrap sense, your arms eh? around something, you couldn't get tackled. You could get tackled. You had to wrap your arms around somebody. You couldn't just grab them by the jumper and tackle them. You had to actually make a proper physical tackle on them. And so, yeah, yeah Richmond won premierships. And, and boy, as happens a lot in footy, when a club wins a premiership, all the other clubs look to that club to see what they're doing. What are they doing different? How are they doing things? And so when Richmond won premierships and they had lace-up jumpers, well, all the other clubs decided, well, we need lace-up jumpers. Let's let's, let's <laughs> get lace-up jumpers for us. Um, and as I mentioned, that got to, I think it was 87, 86 or 87, they banned them. Um, I believe it was Robbie Flower did a finger injury at Geelong. That was oh, the no. uh, that yeah. Robbie Flower was a fantastic footballer. 
And um, yeah, I heard his name. Oh, champion! He was a gun. He, Melbourne were terrible at the time, but it was worth going to the footy, worthwhile going to the footy to watch Robbie Flower run up and down the wing. But anyway, he he did the ligaments in his finger tackling one of the Geelong players. Uh, you know, in, he got his finger caught in the lace up jumper, and and they were like, "Oh well, no, nah, Robbie Flower gets it. That's it." <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. So yeah, so that was their venture into the heritage jumpers. As I say, they they had some. They hit a couple out of the park, and one of them, one of them, well, gee, clean bowled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So they had about what was that four heritage jumpers? Is that right? They did, yeah. Over the years, and now, granted, heritage round didn't last all that long, but it's a bit of a stark contrast between that and their preseason jumpers. Oh, the preseason jump! They are the kings of the preseason jumper. They really are. <laughs> they, uh, well, I mean, I guess we'll bring up the fact that in the preseason competition in 1976, they played Glenelg, and they wore a clash jumper in that. They wore a red and gold striped. Um, Australian football carnival jumper. Yeah, that's McDonald's. that's one thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a beauty, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but they're probably the only club left that bring out a new preseason jumper every season, or wow. the training Still. jumpers. Yeah, they. You know, from '98, they brought out their claw-based gradient. You know. A, a, yellow claw on a black background, put them in all sorts of different places. Um, 2005, they had a silver top taxi pre-season jumper, and (laughs) that only lasted one season, but that was, of course, silver. Uh, But they went with silver the next year, but I don't think they got any money from silver top taxis. So so (laughs) the next year, well, they're back to yellow and black, and so – um, they'll. It, it, I guess it's where they experiment. Which you know, if you're going to experiment, you might as well do it on one that you know nobody's going to watch. Um, now the preseason, well, preseason competitions now, practice matches. You know, that's that was the level of interest. But it, yeah, they've got all sorts of designs. They had one where recently, where once they released that tiger logo, that's still their logo today when they first released that um they had like a full version of it or a larger version of it and so you get that 2012 to 15 like a color version of that logo but it's just a little bit more than you see in the logo and then sort of a a gray and yellow sash that swoops around it's it's not a sash yeah. but it's a des, you know a shape in that sort of design um so that was an interesting yeah. one but now yeah. they've sort of gone well yeah it's it's like they're um they're rocking all of the illustrator tools that you yeah. know the graphic designers can get to it's a bit of uh like a one of them the 2020 and 21 one had almost like a metallic sort of a look to it I don't know what they're trying to do with that, but um, yeah, as I say, you know, it's different yeah. every year and they're still trotting them out. They trotted them out, well, as I say, 21, 20, 20 21. Well, 20 didn't, wouldn't have been affected, but the 21 season was affected by, you know, like designs and so on were affected by the lockdowns. Um, yeah. Still had one in 22. We don't 
count practice matches, but they did have one this year as well in the practice matches. So yeah, they um they've gone to town on the preseason jumpers. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, sometimes they'll have two. Twenty sixteen they had a you know, two different designs. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's funny because you know, obviously everything we've just discussed and then to get to this point, it's just then they've just gone out to absolute town. They've just done different designs well, well, of the year yeah. and all sorts of extremities, whereas, you know, since 1919 or whatever it was, they've had just the black with the yellow sash. Yeah, I appreciate that, I think. I think that's, yeah, me too. you know, if you're going to have a, if you're going to try and be creative, well, do it in a, in the preseason jumper and, you know, go for your life, get, be creative, wear it, see what it looks like. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, everything's subjective and personal taste. They're not to my personal taste. And, uh, but maybe kids like them. I don't know. Realistically, from what I understand, they don't sell as many. They don't sell as many of them as they sell of their Clash Jumper. But again, they never won a premiership in their season (laughs) jumpers. Yeah. I like, I like teams that do this, though. I think that, I think I like, um, how in English soccer you've got the home or home kit, away kit, and then the third kit. And I think right. that I like I like having the idea of that where it's you've got your home kit and your away kit, your traditional team kit, and then your third is something like this, like how some clubs are doing them in the preseason, doing all sorts of designs and whatnot. Because I think it's just it's just something fun to look forward to every year, I guess. Where but you can still keep the history realistically home and away. Yeah, and I think the AFL's moving more and more towards that. You know, that's the gather round. You know, some of the success of gather round is that clubs wore different jumpers. Kids bought those jumpers or people bought those jumpers. Collectors did. Um, And so, you know, in the same way, like you're saying, the AFL's moving to more and more jumpers to be available. But like you, like you brought up, it's, it's when that jumpers, let's say the third jumper and mm. or soccer jersey um in footy that's not the case because it's generally just worn once or twice and that's why i like you know some of the indigenous designs um sydney and west coast have used them in multiple seasons so even if you only wear them in a game or two well that's your jumper next year and the year after or at least the design is the same and it it's not just this one off oh we wore this once Sort of thing. It's it's this jumper that you wear on a number of occasions. I mean, soccer's a bit different because they got like forty games or something, thirty eight games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Got- and yeah, yeah. I still, I think I like the idea that I feel like it'll feel less like there's pressure on certain clubs to make changes to their home jumpers as well as times right. change. Is yeah. that you can have this rolling third slot for anything else to sort of account for any pressure of new fans wanting you to adopt and modernise your club or whatever. You can just well, do, leave it, let the marketing I department think, sit and play around with the third kits. Yeah, I think, I mean, well, as probably is the case with the soccer jerseys, footy jumpers, you know, an overwhelming number of, like an overwhelming percentage of the jumpers that get sold are the home jumper. And, yeah, you know, there's... Well, realistically, in the revenue streams of each of the clubs, there's merchandise sales. And when you make some sort of change to the merchandise, that becomes 
that gear's jumper. And so there is pressure to, to change the home jumper because that's the one everybody wants to buy. Now, yeah. yeah, we've got a cool design for pre-season or a cool design for the third jumper. They're going to buy it, you know, but it'll be a smaller percentage that are going to buy it. Yeah, that's right. And then it always will be. It's the same whether it sees, right? I think it's still the home jumpers is the most popular for EPL teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the Tigers do a good job, you know, with that sort of thing. As you, as you say, you, you know, it, pre-season, um, you get creative and you get interesting and and people that like that sort of stuff, buy them. And there's a new one every year. Well, good luck to you. And that's, that's a great place to do it. As I mentioned, their Clash Jumper is... I won't say boring, but it's, you know, it's functional, does what it needs to do, and yet it's sort of a bit of a nod to the history of the club at the same time. You know, it's it's a yellow jumper with a black sash, not a black <laughs> jumper with a yellow sash. It's it's not some That's sort of true. weird nonsense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then what about the one-off or promo jumpers? Was there any? Yeah, well, I've got a few. I mean, there? like a lot of clubs, um, a lot of clubs have a charity, you know, and, well, I think all the clubs have a charity, but then, like a lot of other clubs, they will have the jumper for that charity. You know, like Hawthorne have the breast cancer jumpers, um, St Kilda have the Maddie Rewalt vision in uh, Essendon have Clash for Cancer. In this case, it's the Alana and Madeline Foundation is Richmond's charity. And so they've had um, yeah, Alana and Madeline jumpers from 2014. So they do one of those every year and then they'll you know, sell those jumpers and a, a portion of the profits go to the foundation. Uh, they, used to, they used to have the, the raising money jumpers, you know, the Fighting Tiger Fund. They had a couple of those, 2011, 2013. They wanted money. <laughs> so, you know, if you'd put money into the club in the Fighting Tiger Fund, then, then you got your name on the jumper. Thanks for oh. giving us some cash. Yeah. I and think so I think they're Borussia Dortmund. Maybe. I don't I actually understand oh, the reference. I don't. Oh, they're 50% owned by the fans, I think. Oh, I see. Well, it's not the case with Richmond. They're owned by. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, they owned by the members. I suppose they're owned by the members. So yeah, um, they're hundred percent. But um, but they're, right. they're fully owned. I think they're owned by the AFL. But uh, yeah, so they they had that. Um, another thing they do is they've had an Anzac Eve jumper. Uh, so every twenty fourth of April, they'll play against Melbourne, and they have a special jumper designed for that. Um, of the interesting ones, they had one with Morse code printed across the front. They had like a pun. Morse code. Yeah, 2019, I guess. And then they wore it again in 21 because they hadn't got a new design. So they wore the same, the one with the, the Morse code across the front. Um, yeah, but they're, most recently they've got like uh, a sprig of wattle as their sash. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, so they've been doing that the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah, they've they've had some well, like everybody we talk about with Anzac jumpers, it started off with a logo 
you know, and then it's like, oh, let's add this to it. Let's add that to it. Let's add players' names. Let's add, you know, a silhouette of a soldier with poppies. Let's add, you know, Morse code. Um, yeah. And now, now it's it's Wattle and players' names and just a bunch of stuff. Realistically, you could just do a rich. And as I say, yeah, it's designed to make them different and interesting so people will buy them. But realistically, as I brought up a couple of times, if they win, people will buy them. If they lose, people aren't interested. That's that's the same for that's all right. of those types of one-game jumpers is it then becomes the memory of that game and how did we go in that game. And the value is then associated with the player and the result of that game. If that yeah. game was four games, five games, six games, then it's our third jumper, it's our Indigenous round, you know, it's it's something significant. But when it's only one game, like Anzac jumpers, it the value of the jumper is really determined by did we win? And if mm. we didn't win, they sell for less. <laughs> if we did win, they sell for more. And so yeah, right. that's my business case. So hey, accepted. So then I think that what at least with the sprue with the wattle as mm-hmm. the sash, I think at least that I think that's also what you mentioned, like still keeping the identity of the jumper or the sash. Oh yeah, I mean it's, I, like it's... How, I like how they do that. I just mean I think that's a nice style and I think that they've also done that with the indigenous round jumpers, I think, over the years as well, which feels you know, one we can talk about here as well. Um, which I like as well. Where, you know, it's not Going away from the sash logo or like oh, whatever sure. the, the yeah, typical I, look, yeah, I'm club with you there. jumper setup is. Yeah. I like that. I like when they're keeping in there. I mean, yeah, they are. They're, the they're, they're staying more in line. I mean, Wattle, uh, I, it, it's an Australian symbol, but it's an Australian symbol, the Wattle. But, um, and look, it's shaped like a sash. So good luck to them. Um, yeah. I'm. You like it more than I do. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, though, looking at the indigenous jumpers, they were oh, one of yes. the one of well, the first. Well, they invented ride. it. Uh, they, uh, you'd almost say the Tigers invented <laughs> the indigenous round jumper. Uh, invented it. Well, well, that yeah, maybe that's unfair. Um, Twenty eleven which was three years before any other club had um, an Indigenous design on their jumpers, Richmond mm. started wearing this during the or for the Dreamtime at the G um, event. And oh, so 2011, 2012, 2013, they played in Indigenous designs and Essendon didn't. They just wore an Essendon jumper. So, And it was based on the success of what Richmond achieved with their jumpers, that the AFL then mandated, you know what, this is actually a pretty good idea. Let's have everyone wear Indigenous round jumpers. And, you know, we can get artists from all over the country and they can do the artwork and we can make a jumper out of it and there we go. And so, yeah, they've had, uh, and as you were talking about before, you know, they've had one based on their Clash jumper, one based on their home jumper, Clash jumper the next year, home jumper the year after. It was only when they got to 2020 and 21 where there was that 
mix up because of the lockdowns. You know, Essendon and Richmond, I think they played in Darwin. Well, that's not a home game for yeah. either of them. And yeah. and that sort of got them out of whack. But um I think they're back in back in order now. But yeah, I mean they've had some great designs. They've done something similar where recently they've had players or coaches um designing the artwork for the last few years. So that's been um yeah, that's been quite cool, good. Yeah. Shy Bolton, Daniel Rioli, Shane Edwards. Marlon Pickett, they've all had a bit of a go. Yeah, that's awesome. Usually with someone else, like helping them out. I don't know whether, <laughs> whether that means they weren't great artists or not, but yeah, there's usually been something on there. Yeah, well, that's cool that they started this. It's a, it's a great idea. You know, it's awesome as well. well it's, that, it's become a thing everyone looks forward to. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know, it's one that, of the things. Know. What are the Indigenous round jumpers going to look like? That's you know, it. And it's just. One club decided one year, hey, we should be doing this, and every, yeah. all of a sudden now it's everybody's jumped on it, and it's a huge part of footy. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I love that from Richmond. Well, yeah, good job, Tykes. Good on you, Tykes. Yeah. Well, what other jumpers could think of anything else to bring up, Rob? Or oh, is that about it. wrap us up for it's, Richmond? Yeah, that's that's the Tykes. That is uh, the tykes. or the wasps, as they were called. And the then uh, the Tigers. Well, that was back when they had the black and yellow hoops. It was the yeah, right. You know, I, I wasn't around. Yeah. Oh, you don't remember them? No, I don't remember those days. But um, yeah, I've seen them be. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them be really good. I've seen them be pretty ordinary, and then I've seen them be really good again. So yeah, I've seen them be pretty ordinary and pretty good. <laughs> Well, you're a young bloke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Anyways, yeah. thanks for listening in to another episode of the footyjumpers.com oh, podcast. Do you, oh, I was all set to tell you about my favourite uh, Tigers jumpers. Oh, I entirely forgot about oh, the favourite oh, and least yeah, favourite jumpers yeah. this episode. Absolutely, yeah. Rob. Get it stuck right. in. What's your favourite? So, Is it just well, the home jumper? No. Well, it was. It was the home jumper. I actually like the black and yellow stripes. Um and I'm going to go with the 1908 version, which is where the stripes on the sleeves were down the sleeve. They weren't hooped sleeves, you know, like a long sleeve yeah. Collingwood jumper is today or a long sleeve Hawthorne North Melbourne jumpers got the that way. Well, these were stripes down at like a, well, like jockey silks would have been. I was just going to say it looks like a jockey jump outfit. Yeah, kit. yeah. maybe that's why I like it. Maybe it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Golden Black from the Mel- 77 Melbourne Cup. But, um, That's right. Yeah, so I like the – I do like the stripes. It brightens up the jumpers a bit. And, um, yeah, so I thought yeah, that was my – Yeah, my least favourite is going to be the 2014 uh, Clash jumper, which is a Richmond home jumper, and then – it's just let's add more yellow. No, not enough. Let's add more. No, yeah. not enough. Let's add more. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's, um, I don't know, it, it, it looked terrible at the time and still looks te- – I'm looking at it now and it still looks terrible. I've stayed away from the pre-season jumpers because I, even though, you know, they don't appeal to me personally, I like the concept of doing them as they were. Um, mm. I, I nearly chose the 2004 Richmond Heritage Jumper um, just because it was wrong 
Like if you're going to oh, do a yeah. heritage rail jumper, do a heritage. But this that 2014 clash jumper was such a mishmash. It just, yeah, it just, just had more. to. Yeah, it just edged the <laughs> others. Just edged it, edged out, edged its way into to the front and one yeah. by the nose. So yeah, <laughs> that's great. How about oh, yourself? Yeah. Well, to be honest, that yellow one took my one because I that 2014 clash really just can't stand the back. But I'll, I'll go with a different one anyways. All right. I think I I really don't like the just the 2000 the very first the 2007 to nine away slash clash jump. I just thought it's the regular yellow on the side, but then the white panel on the back as well. Oh, okay, I just, yeah. I think that all the three of them combining together just looks like you know bit lazy job just doing it because they have to like you mentioned instead yeah. of taking it taking it up yeah yeah i mean it you was know, supposed to be a clash for jumper as well it just feels like that a few years of this period they're just kicking the ball along yeah pretty much yeah yeah they are <laughs> yeah and you got a favorite um, your favorite yeah i was trying to think of a favorite i mean it's, it's tough i want to go with the pre-season one. Oh, rightio but I don't know if that's – well, I mean, I, you know, what else have I got to pick with, you know, black with a yellow sash or <laughs> – I'll probably go with the – oh, you know, I do like these ones, the 2020-21 preseason jumper. Really? Okay. Just because it's real different and it's not got all the other jazz going on. But I kind of like the idea of doing the just lines as a sash. I think the, the actual tiger's a bit – too much, but yeah, I like right. it. Yeah. still like the idea of it and doing something a bit different, I guess, but still yeah. having something similar to the Richmond Sash. Fair play. All right. Well, All right. Take, take two and then again, and uh, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode. Well, again. thanks, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you next thanks time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Bye.